Heavenly Father, thank you so much for what you're doing here at Relevant Church. Thank you so much that we get to hear, not just from uh, an ordinary man or an ordinary woman, but we came to hear, to, we, come, we get here to hear from the Holy Spirit, who's the teacher of the church. And the Spirit of God teaches through men and women. And God, I ask that your Spirit will just endue and, and anoint these men to just deliver your word with effectiveness, that it may penetrate hearts and transform us. We don't want information. We want transformation. And God, we also pray for all the other churches in our city. We lift up Harvest Church, uh, the Grove Church, Orange Crest Community Church, uh, Faith Fellowship, uh, Generations Church, the Rock Church, City Church, all the great churches, the Baptist, Methodist, Pentecostals, Charismatics, Calvary Chapel. Thank you, Jesus, for Catholics and Seventh-day Adventists, Lord. We ask that you would be with all those who are searching for truth. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Matt and Kevin Show. What's up, everybody? So uh, we're just excited uh, to share God's word with you guys. Uh, Jesus speaking through us. Uh, so we can't take credit for anything. But we're going to talk about Psalm 34, 1 through 3. I'll go ahead and read that for you guys. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And so, like, Jonathan, like Pastor Jonathan said, I, I graduated from CBU, uh, went and studied theology. Freshman year was super exciting. I'm like, yeah, I get to read the Bible. That's my homework. Uh, and then it got harder than that. Um, and it was really cool because in that program, I'd be in there with the same 15 people for all four years, every class the same. And so we, we made really good friends uh, that are still some of my best friends today. But studying theology isn't always easy. Um, you build up a lot of pride sometimes. You build up, everybody comes to you like you're the Bible dictionary. Oh, I have a, I have a question about this. Can you give me an answer? Um, and I'm like, man, there's a lot of pages in the Bible. I definitely can't do, give you every answer. Um, and I started to struggle just like everybody else. I started to fight this sin in me that, that struggled with, man, I'm in college. There's like all this, there's, there's college girls, there's college parties, there's college things, but I love Jesus. And, and, and I want to, I want to be a pastor and I want to study theology. And, and I struggled with that. If I can just, if I can be honest. And sometimes I'd want to read my Bible and sometimes, um, I'd want to fall into sin. Um, and my desires started to change and I started, uh, to get these feelings, I'm like, God, like, what's going on? Like, I don't want to struggle with this, but I, I can't stop struggling with this sin. Even studying theology, even when people looked at you as a leader, I still struggled with, with some of the same sins. I don't know if anybody can identify with that. Wanting to please God, but wanting to please my flesh inside of me. And I had great friends. I had friends who saw that struggle. I had friends who would call me out. And help me, who would point me back to Jesus in times of struggle. Who wouldn't beat me over the head with a Bible, but would be there to comfort me in my struggles. And as I read this in, in Psalm chapter 34, what really sticks out to me is the praising God. Right? That's one of the first things that sticks out to me. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. 
And when I started thinking of praising God, I'm like, yeah, we have an awesome time praising God together while we're singing songs. And we have a great time praising God together in our regroups and all of that stuff. But praising God goes beyond all of that. Praising God is a lifestyle, right? I can praise God with my lips, what David is saying right here. I can quote scripture, I can sing songs, but praising God is also a lifestyle, and I love that he says in, the, in verse 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. I'll praise the Lord at all times. Not just with my speech, not with my song, but with my life. Right? And, and it's, you can do that on your own, but you're going to fail. That's why we have a community of people that we can praise God together with our life. Then in verse 2 he says, My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad Verse 3, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. To magnify means to ascribe greatness together. We're called to ascribe greatness together in community for the Lord. We're to put him first in our lives together in a community where when one of us is stumbling, when one of us is struggling, the rest can help pick each other up back to the cross of Jesus. And that's what really resonated with me in this. And I'll just be honest, sometimes I don't want to. Sometimes that desire just is not there. What if I don't want to? What if I'd rather sleep in on Sundays, watch football, um, rest up for the week? It's okay, we're human. That desire is not always going to be there 24-7 to praise God with our lives. I'm just being honest. That happens to me, to, to me sometimes, quite often actually. I'll just, I could read my Bible right now, but I'm kind of watching Netflix. There's a, there's a really good show on right now. And we're human. And that, that desire kind of happens because of sin. And I'm just grateful that I have a church community that when I struggle with that, that is right there to pick me back up. That's right there to encourage me to praise God at all times with my life. In the midst of my sin, in the midst of my struggles, I go to church. That desire starts to come back because we're in community. That desire starts to come back because I I see my friends praising God, that they're encouraging me and they're challenging me. So our desire is not always going to be there to praise God, but that's why the together is so important. That's why we're there together to encourage each other, to lift each other up, to take us back to the gospel. That's why I love my church. That it's not just on Sundays that this happens. That is throughout the week. That we have regroup all throughout the week. That there's safe house on Monday nights. That there's all these different things that community can help bring me back to the cross of Jesus, that they can remind me of how good God is. He died on the cross for my sins, even in my darkest times, even when that desire is not there. I'm reminded by my friends, my church, my community that I'm not alone, that I'm not going through this on my own, and that we're in this all together, and that's why I love my church. Amen. Good stuff. Let's give it up for Matt. So looking at verse 3 where it says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. You see David kind of present this open invitation to come and worship with him. But it's more of like an intimate space because you get to see why he's worshiping God. And the central theme of Psalm 34 you see is that 
David is being, um, like God is delivering David from something. So you get to see this intimate space. And I kind of struggle with this question of, like, what, what brings us, what drives us to a point where we can even praise God together? Like, what, what gets us there? And the, uh, the answer for me was transparency. Um, let me tell you a story about transparency. I'm going to put my wife on blast right here. Sorry, babe. <laughs> So uh, early in our marriage, we used to do date nights at the house. We'd, uh, you know, snuggle up on the couch and everything, and we would just get in these, like, super deep talks. We'd talk about our past, you know, what we've been through, how God is working in our life, just, you know, beautiful stuff. And I remember she was talking to me, and she was like, you know, hey, Kevin, I need to be transparent with you. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, okay. What do you need to be transparent about? She was like, okay, I'm going to be transparent with you, babe. Right now... Your breath smells terrible. And I'm just like, uh, okay, um, thank you for saving me. But on a serious note, I say that because I believe we get like a misconception with transparency where it's just saying how you feel. But the definition of transparency is that like something within is easily exposed. And transparency is not just about calling somebody out on their mess, but it's more so revealing what's inside of you. And you'll see through, uh, throughout Scripture, um, even in, sorry, let me get to it. Uh, in, um, where is it? Second Corinthians twelve nine, uh, the apostle Paul says each time he talking about Jesus said to him, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad, glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. And, um, I believe that God calls us to live a life that is open, even in our weakness so that God's strength can be detected. Um, but a lot of times, the devil will try to use your past, use your current struggles, use your shame and your guilt against you and push you from community, push you from entering in that space where you can praise God together because he doesn't want you in that area. He wants you to focus on all that guilt, all that shame and, and your past. And because when you do that, it gives that power. But what I want to tell you is that you don't have to be ashamed of what you went through. And it's beautiful because here at Relevant Church, we have a space that you can go to people, you can go to regroups, you can go to safe house, and you can open up about what you're going through and what you've been through, and we're going to praise God together with you, and um, you just don't have to be ashamed of that. Matter of fact, Philippians 1, 6 says that that he who began a, a good work in you is faithful to bring it to completion. The word also says that anyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, and I just want to tell you that as you maximize and increase God in your life, the smaller your problems become. So I just want to challenge you today to get in community, strive for that, get into regroups when the season starts back up, and don't allow those things of the past to keep you from opening up. Because what I've come to realize is that when you have a community that is transparent with each other, the result is a community that can praise God together. Thank you, guys. They're so much more scholarly than I am. <laughs> um, and just as a disclaimer, we're trying not to get up and walk around because we're worried that uh, Matt will get a little too passionate and try to walk around on his broken leg and fall over. So uh, we told him we're not allowed. Um, so we started talking about Psalm 34, and really that, um, like these guys talked about that verse three of about magnifying and exalting the Lord together. Um, really just spoke a lot. And, and honestly, it reminded me of how it is that 
uh, my story of Jesus becoming relevant to me. And um, growing up and into my early adulthood, early 20s, um, I, I did a very good job of isolating myself from people for a few different reasons in a few different ways. Um, the, the most annoying one was probably uh, I always thought that I was the smartest person in the room. And obviously the other people in the room didn't really appreciate that thought process. So, um, which is why I love getting around people who know so much more than me because it reminds me that I have so much to learn. Um, also, I grew up with siblings that were so much older than me. They were going through high school at the same time, getting the driver's licenses at the same time, and I was just left behind. And um, so it just created more isolation there. Uh, and then the biggest issue that I didn't really realize until uh, later on in life was that I honestly just, I didn't want people to know who I was. Um, I had moved around so much, all I really did was just try to be a chameleon and fit in wherever I landed, and uh, I just put on this mask of whatever it is I thought they wanted me to be. Um, so then, uh, when I was in my early 20s, I, I met a girl who eventually became my beautiful wife. Um, she brought me to church, and I got smacked over the head by Jesus, because that's how God and I talk. I'm hard-headed, and he has to smack me around sometimes. So um, I know there's some men out there that can probably relate to that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but when I, when I ran into Jesus, he started slowly uh, changing my view on relationships, and as I started reading the Bible, um, and I, I went to service on Sundays, uh, like you guys do, um, I started seeing slowly a change, but then there was a bigger change that happened when I started giving sacrificially. And, it, and I don't mean just tithing. Yes, tithing's important. Uh, don't get me wrong. It keeps the lights on. Um, it, it supports things like uh, Thrive Ministries. It plants churches. It's important. Um, but it really wasn't... It was connecting with people through giving, whether as simple as seeing people who needed food or clothing and, and providing it, but then uh, going another step further and just sitting there and being an ear for someone who didn't think they were worth being listened to. And then the hardest one for me was, like these guys talked about, being transparent and just showing people, uh, I'm a Christian and I'm not perfect and that's okay. Um, and then talking with them about what they're going through and, sh and sharing with them that I went through similar issues and this is how I overcame them. And uh, I was able to share the struggles I was going through, share the giants that I overcame, share my victories. And slowly um, I started noticing that my victories was, were turning into our victories. And then my walk of faith started just interweaving with other people, and I realized that my walk of faith was becoming our walk of faith. And the victory started multiplying in ways that you couldn't imagine. Um, they, I mean, seeing people healed, um, seeing marriages repaired and strengthened, um, seeing young marriages. Um, I love just listening to stories and just kind of shaking my head and laughing at guys who've been married for a year or two. Um, <laughs> but I love the fact that they're willing to, to listen to people who have been there longer. Um, and most importantly, seeing people accept Christ, uh, that's been amazing. So I started seeing this concept of magnifying and exalting the Lord together as a community. 
And it wasn't just coming in here, like Matt said, it wasn't just coming in here listening to this fantastic worship team uh, who I love. Um, but it's going to regroup. It's going to men's group. Um, and I'm actually going to shameless plug real quick. Um, if you're a guy in here or you're a woman in here who knows a guy in here or you're watching on the live stream right now and you want to be a better husband, a better father, a better friend, a better brother, just a better man in general, you need to go to men's group. I don't care where you're at. If you're a man, you need to be a better man. And men's group is where that can happen. And these, these things aren't just showing up and talking about, um, hey, I read Psalms 34 and it so blessed me and I'm so happy I read it. Okay, see you next week. No. It's, hey, I yelled at my kid this week, and I know that wasn't the way to communicate with my child. How can you guys help me to, to repair this? Um, I got in a fight with my wife, and I know that at least some of it was my fault. Um, I need some help trying to fix this. And that's what men's group is about. So if you're a guy in here that you need some of that, uh, Heath Baker right there, Hand up. There you go. There you go. I told him I was going to embarrass him. Woo! Uh, Mike Perez is around here somewhere. I don't know where he went. I think he's hiding. Oh, he's all the way back there. Okay. See these guys. Um, it's these groups, these things that we do aren't about just um, surface area. Hey, God is great. Yay. Okay. See you next week. It's about... Um, this is my dirt and grime, and I need someone to help me clean it up because I don't know how to do it on my own. Sorry, shameless plug. Um, but yeah, it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just coming in here and seeing a worship team. It's going to regroups and men's groups. It's spending time with Kevin and Randy um, or Derek and Madonna and just know, getting to know each other better and being able to share who we are and what we're going through. Um, it's coming early on Sundays and staying late to make sure that what you guys come into is a place where people can come and meet Christ and leave here changed. Um, that, is, that is where I started seeing magnifying and exalting the Lord together. It, it's not just in here. It's not just coming in here. It's taking what you get here and going out into the real world and applying it in the real world in your relationships one-on-one -on -one and in community. Um, I think the biggest lesson I learned was magnifying and exalting the Lord together is where I let Jesus turn my victories into our victories. Thanks. Have you ever like tried to throw a party at your house by yourself? Have you ever had a rave in your bedroom? It doesn't work that way, does it? There's this video on the internet of a guy who's at this concert and he's just dancing, doing his thing, and everyone's laughing at him. And it's not a party until people start gathering around him and it, he turned the atmosphere of the entire concert around simply because of his expression of celebration. You know, praise 
is one of those things. It's one of those things in that yeah, you, you can do life by yourself and, and, and have your own personal celebrations, but it's not the same until you call somebody up and you say, this is what's happening in my world right now. By the same token, when you're going through it, it really, really sucks when you're just by yourself saying, man, life sucks. And that's when your voices start talking to you. Shoot yourself now. This is your conscience. You start believing yourself. The Bible says that in isolation, all kinds of evil comes up. But there's something that happens when you're like, Matt, life sucks. And if Matt says, I know, bro, mine does too, find new friends. It's always good because some, someone will bounce back to you and, and they'll tell you, no, you need to be encouraged in this way. Oh, you think you have it bad. Or they'll tell you something worse. You think you have it bad. Well, my foot is broken. And I, and I have this itch right now that I really want to get to and I can't even reach it because of the cast. What's your problem? <laughs> you start looking at your issues as being small, but also at the same time, there's this greater magnification of your triumphs together. I, I used to have a business with my best friend, uh, Glenn, and uh, this was when we were 19 years old. We went into partnership. We called it Prolific Enterprises because we wanted to be fruitful, and prolific was the biggest word we could come up with. But as the business was growing and customers were coming in, it'd be like 11 o'clock at night, Glenn would call me and say, John, John, are you jacked? I'm like, yeah, I'm jacked. Why are you jacked? Oh, man, it's working. And like, get excited. Chris Bird, Chris Bird, uh, my brother Chris, um, I cussed him out a few weeks ago because <laughs> he, he reached out to me, not as my friend, but as, a, as my pastor. He's like, pastor, I got to let you know that everything I was telling you about concerning my job, concerning the promotion and the raise, well, the boss came in and, and told me that the plans had changed and he left it at that. So I'm like, what? What happened? I'm getting all mad. I'm getting all like, you know, he's laughing right now because he knows. So I write back, I'm like, oh no, they, oh, oh no, they didn't, man. I mean, they, they don't know that you, I'm here trying to be encouraging you. You are the righteousness of God. You know, what, what God has for you is for you. You can walk in there. If he shuts this door, don't worry about it, brother. And he says, oh no, it's not that. It's that they, they gave me double the raise that they were talking about. And they raised me up two more promotions. And that's when I went back, well, beep. <laughs> Why are you reaching out to me like that for it? But together, because we had been through the struggle, we could celebrate together. We could shout about it together. We could uh, triumph and, 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 and raise the battle cry of, of, of victory together. The text says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Everyone say all times. All times. All times. When it sucks, guess what you're supposed to do? Bless the Lord. I have, a, I have a friend of mine who literally has a reminder on their phone. It's called a praise reminder. I don't know if they're, they're trying to get this to be an app that all Christians download. I'm like, dude, stay away from me and stay away from my church, okay? So you'll be talking to him and, you know, he's just like all of a sudden, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. He's like, hold up a second, bro. I got to praise the Lord right now. I'm like, dude, that's not what the text is talking about. 
I'll bless the Lord at all times. This is like when, when the going is, is, is getting tough and, and things aren't working out. In the good times, we bless the Lord. When they fire you, you bless the Lord. Cause, cause, cause my man Chris knows when they shut down those doors at the play, or, or rather when they, they, they X'd him out of the position that he was in, he, he didn't feel like praising the Lord at that time. He called me and I was like, well, praise God because he has another way. A year later, Two years later of waiting, of standing in that expectation gap, journeying it together, we can get on the other side. Everyone say other side. There's always an other side to it. Not the dark side, but the other side. When we get to the other side, we can celebrate. But here's the thing about it. The Bible says that we're, to, we're called to rejoice, right? And uh, you didn't come to church for all this. Now, this is not even planned. These guys are looking at me saying, we already preached, Pastor. Sit down. The, the Bible says rejoice, which is another way of saying praise the Lord, right? Rejoice. Well, if I say, can you rethink that? What am I saying? Think again, meaning that you thought before, right? And rejoice is nothing more than a, a, a praise of something that you already praised for before it came to pass. I rejoice because I praised him when it didn't look like I had any reason to praise him for it. Amen? Bless the Lord at all times. And so I, I, I want you to see how David breaks down his testimony. He says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. How many seekers are here today? I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look at look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. I love the fact that it says their faces. This is a corporate thing. I believe in my heart after the last two weeks of me being gone away and the Lord speaking to me as I ate my turkey on Thursday, that we are going to raise the temperature of praise in this place. That's one of the things that we're going to work hard on in 2017. We're going to make praise a contagious experience that you walk in here and you have no reason. You, you walked in here thinking to yourself, I'm just going to stand there. My wife drugged me to church. Should be watching the game right now. Could be at Home Depot. Could be sleeping right now. Don't you know I work hard 70 hours a week and then I have to go to church on Sundays? What are you talking about? I hate this. I, I, why did I marry you? Oh, shut up. Stop talking. Snowball effect. Dig in your own grave. I just, I just said some, something that someone was thinking right now. <laughs> but, but you're going to walk into the atmosphere. You're going to walk into this place and you're going to see people praising God and magnifying God and rejoicing so much that it's just going to jump on you. And you won't have a reason to not feel good because God is good and his goodness is just overflowing all around this place. And everyone in this place has raised up the temperature of what it means to praise the Lord together. Amen? And magnify him for his good deeds and his goodness. So thank you guys so much for just delivering that and just sharing that and, and being so transparent. And, and, and Kevin, I just want to let you know that you might have to sleep on my couch tonight. Um, uh, wives, pastor wives don't like you telling their business too much. Luckily, I've, I've developed a mechanism of, you know, of, of ble blessing it forward. So by Sunday, she's forgotten about what I said Sunday morning. So then I work it out. Flowers, take her out to eat, take her shopping. Black Friday just happened. There's a sale at Macy's. Um, 414 men, please gather around this man and 
and work it out because he's in trouble. Let's pray to the Lord right now. God, thank you so much for how you've delivered and given the word to us through these men as we respond to you in worshiping you with more singing. May we know that worship is not a slow song, but it is a life lived out. And as we take your communion, God, may we remember the gift that you gave in sending your son to die on the cross to give of his body of which the bread represents and to spill his blood of which the juice representing the new covenant, the blood that was spilled for the new covenant so that we can, be, we can experience grace, that we can experience this unmerited favor, that we can walk into this newness of life. Lord, there is nothing, nothing under the sun that your cross did not take care of. There is nothing that your, your, your sacrifice on the cross did not already provide for. So as we remember this communion, as we remember you, as we worship you, God, may we come to a newness of life knowing that this celebration is symbolic of what you've already accomplished. The victory is already ours. We're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory, as the old preacher said it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Please stand up with me. Give, give the Lord a great big hand of praise.